Hey, to the 9,605 people who triple captained Sergio Aguero, you deserve all the pain. What? That is plain stupid. All right, welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. I'm excited for this podcast, gentlemen. Man, it's going to be a great podcast. It is going to be a great one. We've got so much stuff to talk about. We're going to run over. I can feel it. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to be a little bit longer, I'm sure. The, uh, The conversation has been good before we started recording here. We just decided to turn on the mics and keep it going. That's always a good sign. Now, I got Dave a little agitated talking about Leicester City good before job. we started recording. Yeah, but that's okay. We'll get it all on the mics as well. But first, let's try to make him a little happy. Congratulations, Dave. Hey, listen. What we're about to discuss won't happen again the rest of the year. So I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to gloat and take this right now. As, as we made predictions last week. We did. Just for fun. We had, we there had was only extra week. Ten games. Scott, if you're going to... Try to guess 10 games, win, mm-hmm. lose, or draw. Mm-hmm. What's the best you can get out of 10 games? I mean, you're probably hoping for six. You know, then you come out a I little know, bit I know, but like, ahead. if you're amazing and, and you have the Back to the Future, uh, what's the... Well, the, what, in what, that case, the, what's the, Marty the McFly's sports book? almanac. Yes, but yes. You, but you, in that case, then you should get all 10. Sure, exactly, exactly. It's so the, the best, best you can hope for. The best you can hope for is 10 out of 10. And, and I got nine. So I didn't have... I didn't have the sports almanac. But there was some clairvoyance there, and you... It's pretty impressive. Yeah, and so Again, you, you definitely I, deserve at least a breakfast sandwich for your effort. <laughs> I <laughs> completely admit that there's so much in luck. Are but, you a McGriddles guy? No, no. No, I'm oh, not, you're not? Actually. No, huh. I, I like my syrup to stay with the pancakes. I like my sausage and eggs and cheese by themselves. Does McDonald's don't mix. Does McDonald's in other countries serve McGriddles sandwiches? I don't know. They no. Uh, well, maybe. Huh. Probably depends on the country. Well, on the internet. Sure. Anyone who's listening, go to www.google.com. Yeah. Type in McGriddles, mm-hmm. like a griddle that you would fry or cook some something on. Check that out if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm not sure what exactly that means. Look, the point is you got <laughs> nine. The point is you got nine out of ten matches correct by just pure guessing. Guessing, yeah. By, by your yeah. intuition, looking yeah, sure. ahead into matches and I, and guessing what the outcome would and be. You got nine. I tell out you of what. 10. What was interesting too is I got more score lines correct than I. And that realized. was the most which, impressive part. Which you is pretty crazy. So many goals. And we got so many goals. <laughs> it was crazy, right? There was an average of three goals per match this week. Thirty total goals. Did this you weekend. guess more? Did you guess six one for Bournemouth? I did not guess that. I did not guess that. But I, I did get. And then the one ones I got right. I got West mm-hmm. Brom, Spurs, and I got yeah. um, Man City, and Man City, and Everton. So you know, listen, I'll take the luck. It won't happen again. But you know what? For today, it's fun, and I'll, I'll take it. Congratulations to you. Yeah, yeah. good job. Yeah. We won't say what we got, Brian. Brian got six. You got four. It's not horrible. Okay. Thank you very much. (laughs) Excellent. Well, we're going to discuss all those goals. We're done talking about predictions. Let's talk about the results. The results are in. There were lots of great things that happened and also some not so great things. Fantasy soccer was a little bit dicey. 
this weekend. Scores for some. are probably all, all around lower. Would be the yeah. nicest way you could possibly yeah. put it. Yeah, not not a pleasant weekend. But we're going to discuss it all. We've got so many stats, so many good things to cover. We're going to do it in the fun that only we can do. We're going to have a how to say with Brian J. We're going to give out a fantasy half point. We're going to discuss all sorts of fun things. So you're going to want to listen to the review of all 10 matches in this episode. We're going to start with what was probably one of the more anticipated matchups. Certainly, Manchester City won. Everton won. City's goal scorer, Nolito. Everton, Romelu Lukaku. Gentlemen. Brian, what do you think about about this game? Well, this is probably the the match that is the indicative match of everyone's failure in fantasy soccer across <laughs> okay. the board for sure. the weekend. You're saying that because the story is not in who scored the goals, but in who didn't. Yes. Yeah. The as in I think the automatically from the moment that you saw Sergio Aguero sitting on the sideline in a giant coat, uh, leaning back, somewhat looking pretty almost comfortable <laughs> when they showed him on the sideline. I think that was the moment where every fantasy player's heart sank. Because, it, because I every, mean, all of a sudden everyone realized, holy yeah, crap, I mean, you knew, he's not you starting. You knew when the, when the lineups were announced that he wasn't starting. And then I think that you still, you know... You, think he's going to come out or whatever and then you the, the first shot you see of him on the sideline is big coat <laughs> big <laughs> think big not, coat not like penny kind of warming right. up and you, you know of course big, he did come back out. You know, he did come on late whatever he was the most captained player of any player going into the game week and we're gonna have to discuss this because yeah. he was not alone in not starting coming off of this International recent international break. Right, break. We saw the same thing in the 10 o'clock matches with Sun. We're getting to him yep, with Spurs yeah. later. Yep. Uh, in fact, it was it, it, it was obvious that non-European players were the most impacted and, and typically you know, tended not to start their yep. club's matches this weekend, which means that you've got to rethink. You've got to factor that in to your fantasy soccer uh, you know lineups. Yeah. Whenever we're coming off an international break, if you've got a South American-born player, an Asian-born player, yep. even a North American-born player, now that didn't impact the United States as much because Jurgen Klinsmann sent you know the European players home after the first match, so they didn't stick around for the full international break. They were able to go back home, but obviously we're not playing too many American-born players in not fantasy yet. soccer. Uh, but if you have non-European players, you've got it just complicates fantasy soccer that much more for those uh, weeks coming off of the international break. 24% of of Sergio Aguero owners captained him. Wow. That's not good. So, and, I know, well, I'd say, no, and, that's not, I, the statistic would be the 24% of, of fantasy soccer players in fantasypremierleague.com captained right. Sergio Aguero. Right. For what it's worth. Wow. It's possible that you could have guessed, but I think like a lot of things that happen over the over international breaks, when Sergio Aguero has a calf injury that's announced on the Sunday before their the Argentina match, <laughs> and you think, oh great, not only is it an international break, which is annoying enough to make me cry, sure. Now the most owned, most single most important player 
on the fantasy season is is injured, and then he plays. He plays the full match for Argentina, and you think, oh, okay, well that's not terrible. He's you know at least you know that he's fit. He doesn't start, so if you captain him, you know I I think I've, it's a I think it's a natural thing. You know what the the you know what I think people failed to account for. What Dave? You know what they failed to account for um, in the first place? No, I don't. I don't know what the Kuman train. Oh well, they did not consider the Kuman train. I I briefly considered the Kuman train, sure. and and wanted to not believe in Everton and think it's right. Sergio Aguero. And then, of course, this is what happens: the Kuman train drives over top of you. In my opinion, I don't own Aguero. If it would have been me, and I was concerned that he may or may not play. I would start him, obviously making sure a sub could come on for him, right? Mm -hmm. But I would not captain him because obviously then, you know, granted it could get thrown to your vice captain. But what happened in this situation, which sometimes is most annoying to most fancy players, mm -hmm. is when you your starting player doesn't play and then comes on as a sub. And uh, being a clairvoyant, I would have captain Junior Stanislaus. It's an <laughs> obvious choice going into Junior the week. Stanislaus. So, nice. but now, look, you said this a minute ago, and maybe I might disagree a little bit. You said Aguero is probably one of the more most important players in fantasy soccer. He's got 38 points on the year. He has 17 points behind yeah. Costa. And so... His last five games for Aguero, 0-0, 13-2, and then this week, which we're going to get to, minus oh, one. Brian, how did he no, get a minus? No, no, not minus one. Minus two. Minus you, I know, you, I know. Okay, that's that's right. what I got. Exactly. So if you captain him, and, and he got that because he came on and missed a PK. Yeah. I mean, Stecklenburg... all you got to do is look at the all you got to do is look at the fantasy Premier League Twitter timeline. From from the point he came onto the pitch, and just look at the screenshots of everyone's team <laughs> as they're burning in flames, and either oh my god, either Martin Stecklenburg on their bench or Aguero captained. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, because even if you have oh. Stecklenburg as your goalkeeper, you're not playing him against Manchester City. Well, you wouldn't think so. I, what's crazy is. Stecklenburg went from an average goalkeeper in fantasy scoring to, to the, the number top one goalkeeper he in has, one week. He, he had 30. 17. Yes. Stecklenburg yeah. had 17 points. He has 37 week. on the year, and almost half of them came in this one. I year. own Martin Stecklenburg in the in our in draft, draft league, league yeah. and and I have Claudio Bravo, and I started Bravo. Oh. And so I did the exit. Well, and also, you know, you got I got the Brown on my you. team there, and I'm just like, you know, I sure. I guess you just kind of think you don't want to play your your attacking players against your own goalkeeper. I hey, agree. to the nine thousand six hundred and five people who triple captained Sergio Aguero, oh. you <laughs> deserve all the pain. What that is plain stupid. Triple captaining Why Sergio Aguero after an international break against, against Everton. Train. Why would you ever Why do you that? Doing that? You deserve it. Listen, I get it. Some and it's not like the minus two is better than the minus three for the captain, <laughs> but still. Save your triple captains for someone who's not in the top table, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Everton's been this mighty wall of defense all year, but they've been a pretty good team to start the year. Um, so The other factor here, too. The thing that burns about all of it, the stats. 
the match stats. Yes. Good let me let me give Lord, you some of these. The match that, stats. Right, let me give you some of these. So City, seventy-three percent possession against Everton's twenty-seven percent. City with nineteen shots against Everton's three. City with eight shots on target. Yeah. Everton with two. Yeah. It's, and we've it talked looks about like West Brom possession. It really statistic. did. It really did. You know, we talked about uh, Aguero missing a PK. De Bruyne also missed one. Stecklenburg saved two, which is what contributed to his seventeen points overall. And uh, and it was a rough day. Looking at it from the opposite perspective, it was a rough day for Phil Jagielka. Uh, won't show up on the fantasy score sheet necessarily, but he was responsible for both PKs. <laughs> I hope he bought Stecklenburg lunch and dinner. Yeah, one or for, one meal like for, for the each. rest of the week. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, that Stecklenburg was the man. In this Romelu game. Lukaku, last five games: 17, 12, 2, 8, and eight. It's good. He only he he's starting to turn into one of those guys. He needs one chance. Glad I sold him about and three he, weeks ago. Yeah, me too. His goal in this game was was fantastic. He he it was a, a counter. He was up there by himself, and he took on two defenders, and the goalkeeper, and he shot it from an impossible angle and made it. It was a amazing play, amazing play. The attacking statistics across the board for Manchester City. It really is. How did we lose this? Sure, that's all you could say for the rest of the year. How did we do? How pep, did we? Pep lose had this? pep face, probably right. I'm just, guaranteeing there was some serious pep. Nineteen face in shots. He's thinking of nineteen to three. This doesn't happen in in <laughs> Bayern. This doesn't happen in Barcelona. I'm uh, well. Come on, <laughs> I can't go that far. But I will say you are giving me a great idea. I think it's time to bring back Pep Face on social media this oh, week for those who are listening. Pep Guardiola, international doofus. <laughs> Do, oh, well, I mean, let's hold the ball for seventy-five minutes, seventy-five percent possession, and then and then we'll tie, draw, or lose. It's fu- it's funny. I don't remember him having a hillbilly accent. No, he's not very much a hillbilly. Okay, yeah, he seems the opposite of that. He's, so I guess that makes it the, funny. He's the rich man's Kike Flores. <laughs> oh no! Don't don't you dare tarnish Kike Flores that way. He had on, don't you dare tarnish him. Manchester City had three hundred and three passes in the attacking third. What and what what does that get you, Brian? What did Everton have? Sixty nine. Yeah, sure. not even. I mean, it is so. What does it all is that so get you? lopsided? Get you know, one one gets draw. You, yeah, draw. gets you one one. one. Draw. Listen, if you're Everton, that's all you were hoping for, and we need to move on. Manchester as, as draw, City. He, they got a point at City. Manchester that's City it. now unbeaten in their last seven. Yeah, against Everton. Uh, one quick other thing: Leighton Baines. Mm. Uh, Who? Leighton Baines is still owned eight point two percent. Why? By fantasy Premier League owners, and there is clarity because he keep. They said midweek he was ready, mm. and that he should and he should come back into yeah. the starting lineup, and then doesn't even make the eight, oh. the eighteen man squad. He reaggravated his existing hamstring injury, according to the Liverpool Echo. Mm. He missed the match completely and is still questionable for Burnley. Nah, yeah, I but I just that. feel like it's worth mentioning because it's somebody that's pushing ten percent ownership on defense. Scott, it's it, a weird thing I, to have. It, happen. it might have uh, relevancy because who took Coleman's spot earlier in the year? Was it was it Holgate? Mm-hmm. Maybe Holgate. Well, might this have was Oviedo. Oh, did Oviedo? Oviedo, Oviedo is Oviedo in his place. place, and he'll probably stay in the same place. Okay, I don't and know Holgate what you probably to... backs up Coleman. I'm telling you, Everton's bench is solid. They've got great, great depth. Listen, 
I still don't feel like they're even they've even close to start at the peak yet. I mean, it, no, because they have a lot of players. I feel like they're still starting to gel. Barkley still doesn't look good. Well, Belasi's still trying to. Barkley looks terrible. If Belasi is on, they're gonna they're gonna jump. So I feel like they've been getting some results, not looking yep. great yet, yep. which is sort of. And they're in there. They're, they're in there with yep. all the top clubs right now. Yep, standing up there near the top of the table in, in uh, sixth. The other match. That most were looking forward to, maybe didn't pan out as well as most were hoping. Liverpool nil, Manchester United. When you mean most, Scott, who exactly nil. do you mean? I mean all of the world. Because this all, all of the world's this against, against United. You know, Arlo White was interviewed on the Men and Blazers podcast last week. And he made the comment, this was the curse of death. He made the comment that, you know, in, in most of the big matches so far this year, we've had great thrilling encounters. This was not one of sure. them. Sure. This was not one of them. This was classic Jose Mourinho. Let's pour quicksand on the pitch and watch 90 minutes of sluggish activity. Listen, I don't like Mourinho as much as you. Maybe more. As much as me. He, he equally he equally dislikes equally Jose dislike, Mourinho to yeah. okay. you. Right. Maybe right. I said that yeah. wrongly. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Neither I, of us have much love. No, I despise him. I do respect him on this level, right? And you and I talked about this before the pod came on. Is if you're a big club, which United is, and you're playing at at another big club, which Liverpool is, and Liverpool's in really good form, and you're not, your your one sole goal is to get a point. All you want to do is get in there and get out of there with, with one point. You're, I mean, sure, it'd be great if you could catch a little luck and get a win, but the way Liverpool have been playing, uh, which has been completely on fire. And you haven't been. United's kind of been struggling to put some pieces together. So, I, I mean, for them, it's a great result. Yeah. Getting into – so, I mean, and what makes it Mourinho changed his lineup yep. to play, hey, if we will get one or two chances, we'll try to score. If not, we just want to make sure yeah. they don't score. Now, about what they, got. they did not necessarily sit back and park the bus either. No. They did a lot of pressing. In the midfield, yes. They, and they, yep. on Liverpool's defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Ibrahimovic and Pogba would come up because he was kind of playing in the ten roll, and they were keeping a decent amount of pressure on them to Liverpool to make it a little bit more difficult for Liverpool to play out of the back. So it wasn't like they, you know, parked the Burnley bus or, or like even you know we all have given crap you know Mourinho crap on this show, you know pod for parking the bus at Chelsea where they literally felt like they'd put. 13 people behind the ball, and that's not even possible, but that's what it felt like You want to give them another big vehicle instead of a bus that they can park? Yeah, like, what's, um... I don't know, like a construction backhoe or something like that? An RV? An RV. Should we we change it to an RV? Like, we literally moved an RV in front of the... I think they all get the point, but anyway, so I I think from a United side... It was a successful trip to Anfield. And on the Liverpool side, don't bail on your Liverpool midfielders. No, 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 not Absolutely at all. Absolutely not. No. This was a, a tactical battle that didn't work out in their favor. Brian, I have a question for Scott. Yeah. For me. Hey, Scott. Yeah. Daniel Sturridge. Oh, gosh. Hey, what Daniel. gives? Our weekly segment where we ask, 
Hey, come on. What gives Daniel is Daniel Sturridge. What be, gives? Uh, he doesn't need to play. No. Well, Lana came on in that game. Yeah. And it was like the entire mood of Liverpool changed. And they had gone for the first 60 minutes having one or two chances to score mm-hmm. to having what felt like a chance every five minutes mm-hmm. to score mm-hmm. the second Lalana stepped on the pitch. He's clearly inside his own head. He's not happy. When he's not happy, it shows in his performances. But he was clogging up play. The link-up play was bad. Yep, it was. He was static, and so Bailly was able to just kind of – like stay right there with him in the middle. Yeah, and uh, you know, so I just wonder. I don't know that Klopp's uh, pressing style quite fits with Sturridge's uh, preferred way to play. Uh, you know, he, you know, if even going back to his best season where he was playing in tandem with Suarez, Suarez was the one who provided the movement, and Sturridge was the one who was able to poach in poach in the goals. Now he can also create chances from from nothing and and put in some some beautiful shots that just surprise you see the liver uh, the europa league final last year for one of those examples uh but he's not he's not getting that uh, type of service right now and he's not willing as much to go get his chances as some of the other guys are which is why you're seeing you know firmino and lalana and, and others do well so that's what the problem there is. Honestly, I've already seen it once. I saw it last night as I was looking up, uh, doing some research for our pod today. It's been on my mind since the start of the season. Two words, as crazy as it sounds, Danny Ings. Danny Ings fits Klopp style perfectly. I wanted to guess. He has, he has you been. You would not have the you two not, words. You would not have guessed. You were going to guess Origi. No, Everyone was, thinks I was Sturridge just guess. I was just going to guess any two words. Origi looks slow this year. I think he has the same sort of problem. Yep. Listen, what what makes Firmino playing in that position really well is his movement. His movement to go to the corners and then someone else can run in behind like Lalana yep. and or Coutinho and fill in the gaps. And so you have three guys across the top in, in Coutinho, um, Firmino, and Mane – and they're sort of all changing positions. Yeah. And for a defense, that's really tough when all when you got three or four guys, and then you throw Lalana in there, who's been playing in the ten, in the ten role. Those three or four guys moving around in the space makes them so hard to defend. Yep. You put one guy in there, and Daniel Sturridge, who doesn't move at all, it clogs up everything. Yes. And he's right in the middle. Yep. And. And you're not going to get that. You're not going to have that with, if with I'm, Danny Ings. If I'm dumb American and I can see that, then. Klopp has to see it, and other people have to see it. He does. And you just got to man up, just like, just like Mourinho has sat Rooney. You got to sit yes. Sturridge. Yeah, and I think, I think you, you have to give him the chance. He's earned the right to have every possibility, every every opportunity. I think this match, honestly, you you need public opinion on your side. And among Liverpool fans, everyone knows Sturridge is not playing well. I think it's it's at that point where the tide is turning. Sturridge is 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 going to go back to the bench. And I'm going to say it now, he's probably going to get sold in January. And if he, if he's not, he should be. Just doesn't fit. Uh, moving on just to, well, obviously, which, you know, you probably had a, a, a couple United defenders, Brian. Um, you might have had Blind or Valencia starting. I would think that Blind and Valencia are the two. I don't, We you know, we should maybe, f- I can find that out specifically how many. How, I mean, we're starts. I know, I know Blind is like third and, in defense. Antonio Valencia is only... Only eleven and a half percent owned. I feel well, like I feel like that's I feel like that's low. 
but whatever. It's still it's still it's still a good bit. He's been a favorite Blend? on our pod all year long. Blend is only seven point eight percent, which is surprising because he's the third highest uh, de- defender in scoring hmm. in Premier League uh, Premier League com at thirty eight points. Uh, actually, Baye has the owned the most of those guys. Baye at thirteen percent. That's weird, but I guess he's had he's been consistent Blend, as a starter. He has been, and that's the one difference. Blend yeah. has played less and actually scored more points. Blind is a tenth of a billion dollars more than Bailly, but in and I think he'd be the better own. He's taking yeah. corner kicks. Sometimes he takes set pieces. The only other guy is uh, Nathaniel Klein, owned at nine percent. Yeah. So, anyways, but I would think many most people aren't playing a Liverpool defender. I take it's that back. Liverpool's first clean sheet all year. Yeah. Luke, and Luke Shaw's owned the most at fourteen okay. percent. And uh, he hasn't even played. Yeah, he hasn't so played in weeks. I don't know what people are doing. Yeah, that's a good I'm question. I'm holding on to him for his return from injury. Okay, well, <laughs> in a draft league, I get it, but not. In, oh no, not in a budget. Well, league. if you've got four solid defenders, or even three that you can run out, I mean, yeah, I mean, let me, I mean, you know, when you have Virgil, Ashley Williams, and Toby Alderweireld, that's a solid back three to start with. Sure, uh, you can you can handle Luke Shaw sitting on your bench. But why not get someone weeks. else who can actually play? Yeah, maybe I mean, you sure can pick up some transfers. transfers. Maybe, maybe you're well, fixing you your can... midfield, Dave. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, if you're going to spend your transfer, transfer and you don't want to lose okay, your money, sure. it's not it's not worth it to sub out a defender. It takes a few weeks to get Mane and Son and Townsend and Scott, Kaya and, I know you and, re- then, and then regret that <laughs> by the time you get them. Yeah, exactly. We, we need you to gotta discuss this. you got to build towards peak regret here, <laughs> sure, Dave. Sure. We need to discuss this, and I know you want to. All right, what do this we have to discuss? This is the third Premier League game in a row that Ibrahimovic does not have a goal. Uh, his I'm last scared five to talk games, about this. His last five yeah, games. Yeah, he's the one that makes it. <laughs> his last five games, 5-5-2-1-1. Five, five, one, one. Yeah. So for those what who is, are new to our podcast, I made a bold <laughs> prediction before the season started that, that Zlatan would not succeed in the Premier League like he has elsewhere in the world. And, and to the extent that he would not score more than a dozen goals. When he scored four in the first three matches, it looked very bleak. <laughs> and I hated every minute of it. I wanted to just cut you, off every you bit of You started to feel a little bit better hair. probably about it. Uh, yeah, sure. The fact that he hasn't scored you know any in the last four uh, does feel good. I was terrified he was going to snap out of it against Liverpool, my club. I know. That was, was I ho- worse. I, he was my captain this week, and I'm the only one in the league ca- that owns him and, and captain him in. So I was hoping for a shot at, at some, that glory. some comeback. No, it just no. didn't happen. No, I'm glad that that didn't happen. I'm going to start captaining my boy Walcott. To be fair, this is not – this has happened recently in his in his professional career. Last year – in January, he went four matches in a row for with PSG without scoring. All right. Yes. Okay. Maybe. So you know you're hoping he snaps out of it. I'm kind of hoping for. Eh, I don't want. I don't want to maim the man, but you know, like a strained Achilles tendon or something. Something that it's a good six week injury. He. Yeah, that's you fair. You know what they. You know what they say about people who wish injury <laughs> on. I'm feeling a little sore today <laughs> myself, so uh, I'm, I'm hoping that's not the result. Let's let's keep this train moving. Yeah. Coutinho and Milner. Uh, continue to lead the Liverpool uh, midfield mm-hmm. in scoring. Milana, yep. I still think, is a great value at 7.1. Coutinho only started this match because it was a Monday match. Yeah. If and it had been Sunday, he probably wouldn't have started because he was one of the South Americans yep. coming back. Yep. Uh, and then 
in my opinion, and I know Scott, you love him, and he's a great. I think he's probably a better real life player than fantasy currently. Is Mane at nine point yeah, In my opinion, it, it just um, when he's good, he's good. He's almost right. always good, but sometimes he just doesn't create chances. Like and yet, I'm going to defend him and say that he's that kind of player who has those big matches. We've talked about this before. There are fantasy like you can chase down fantasy points every week, but you're not going to win the lottery every week. It's just not going to happen. You've got to pick guys that you know at the end of the year you're going to have 120, 150 points, mm-hmm. and you're going to ride through those months where you get two, two, three, and one. If you have that, you know, hence Ibrahimovic. But go ahead. Sure, sure. You and can, and Mane. Hey, you might be right, and I think Mane's one of those guys. He's due for a brace. Yeah. And I think that brace will come. And the question is, are you patient enough to keep him? In your fantasy roster, in your squad, until that that next goal explosion happens. Liverpool's upcoming schedule: West Brom at Crystal Palace, Watford at Southampton. Not it's bad. not the easiest stretch no. of games, but not you the toughest. Don't expect either. a goal explosion against West Brom. That usually However, doesn't happen. You could, could happen. see one against easily against, against Crystal Palace, Palace or Watford. Yeah. Yep. All right, here is another big match for us Americans, minus Dave. Arsenal 3, Swansea 2. This was what I was hoping for. Dave could get the three points he wanted, and Bob Bradley, first American manager in the Premier League, could come out looking okay Sure. in his first loss. You know what? I, I, I can root for that. I can root for that. Of course, I, I wanted the three points. He wasn't rooting now, for that. Sure. Points all over the place. Walcott with two. Uh Two Urzel, goals, that is. Two goals. Yeah, forgive me. Two goals. Messon Urzel uh, put in a third. Uh, and then Walcott should have had four. First, he Gosh, should. he yeah, easily he missed easily. that. Yeah. Where did that come from? Where is this Walcott? Where has he been I, in the last five years? Well, I told you, and many right, people have again. mocked the beginning of this year mm-hmm. when he didn't make the England squad this summer. And at the end of last year, he wasn't in the Arsenal starting eleven. And it was a wake-up call to him, and he got disciplined, and he changed some things. He changed his attitude, and it's been a, a new guy this year. And this is probably the wall cut that Arsenal fans and management had been hoping was there for a long time. Probably the same thing they've been hoping for for Jack Wilshire, except the two guys have gone in opposite directions. And the run of matches is favorable and a good attitude. And it's success. Yeah. It's a cat poster waiting to happen. It's very motivational. <laughs> I feel like I feel like over the summer it could have been a, a the old uh, hang in there uh, with the kitten hanging off the branch. That's yeah, a, sure. kind of a famous yeah. image, and it's Theo Walcott maybe hanging by uh, his fingertips off of a tree branch. There, he he talked about this early in the season that this summer he came into Wenger's office and they had a real. Talk and that Panger said, "Look, if you, if you don't change things, then you're not you're not getting in the squad. You're not getting in the team, and that's in why the, you didn't make the England team." So. On the 2016-17 Arsenal retrospective DVD, where they talk about how <laughs> what a disappointment it was to finish third, <laughs> Theo Walcott will be the featured player of the first half of the season. He is the poster child for third place. Finishes. Absolutely. Hey, from uh, Swansea's perspective. Uh, what a ballsy move by Bob Bradley. So Swansea signed two strikers in the offseason. In, in the, you know, whatever. Yeah, Bob Bradley didn't sign them. Well, you're right. Swansea yeah. signed them. Sure. Uh, Fernando Llorente. Yes, Brian? Llorente. A previous How to Say, which we're yep. getting to How to Say with Brian J here in just a little bit. Everyone Stay tuned. Everyone actually knew the meaning behind Llorente. I know. Yeah. I still love the clip. I play the clip all the time that we have in the beginning of that show. Mayamo. 
sick of this. <laughs> Love it. So Yorente is signed, and then uh, Bor Borja, Borja, Borja. We're waiting. We're waiting. We need a how to say on that Interesting. one. Interesting. Bastone. He was signed as well. Uh, neither of them start. Instead, Bob Bradley goes with the Gilfy Sigurdsson in the false nine role, and it looked like it would paid off. I mean, Gilfy with a goal, maybe yeah, he's Gilfie. on track now. Get if you, back, if you're Bob, you're looking at it and you're like, okay, I got a bunch of crap. No, he how, does not. No, he does do not. How do I make some good crap soup? He bro. has Leroy he has Fair. Not. He does not have a bunch of crap. He just, <laughs> he did a great thing by putting Gilfy in that role and no, bringing it, Mo Barrow in the lineup. Yep. Mo Barrow is underrated. Mo Barrow was Mo torching Barrow, Montreal he, uh, the entire Mo Barrow game. looked like he was eating that whole entire side of the field Absolutely. alive every time. Absolutely. Listen, and they got another guy who uh, last year and, and in prior years has played well was Jefferson Montero, yeah. another speedster, kind of like Barrow. But Barrow was eating Montreal alive. He yeah. really, really was. Um, anyone who – lots of people captained Alexis Sanchez, and the one guy who you were most happy to see start uh, again – he assisted, uh, got the assist on the Ozil goal. Those guys have. It's the third time. It's the. I feel it's like the they're most, always. It's the most assists from one player to, to another. another for the season. I feel like that uh, at times, almost to a fault, they only look for each other. I know, but that was like per it was Aww. perfect. Ozil, Ozil so struck. It was no, it is. Oh, it was I, good, so though. cute. Sanchez's pass to Ozil and Ozil's one-time connection to. He Donovaned, uh, Donovaned the ball right over the the inside shoulder of the keeper into the upper upper post. Landon upper Donovan point. or the Landon. or the '60s uh, singer Donovan that sang no, some Landon. mellow yellow. No, no, Landon. Landon. Can you Donovan. sing us a few bars though of '60s uh, Donovan? No, I maybe will not. Dave can find I that call music me for mellow yellow. That, right? Right? Slick. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the song. You know exactly what song. Um, listen, Walcott became the the top. Scorer in fantasy midfield this week, which wow. is pretty interesting. His last five games, 2-13-8-6-13. He is absolutely in form. Sanchez's last five games, which is pretty good too, 1-10-14-3-5. So, it's a three-and-a-half-pound difference between Walcott and Sanchez, who are the Walcott, top two Walcott has already gone on. His price is already up because he's one of the most transferred-in players. Yeah. Uh, I would guess you're probably uh, – it's not a terrible – it's a bit of a jump, but, I mean, Antonio's a guy that's going out of a lot of lineups. Yeah, he I, – I, We'll talk about me. Sun later. I um, I would am iffy on him. You, you and, and Brother he's Matt. really close. Brother he's Matt really close. telling and I me think how that's, stupid I am for – ever putting Sun in my lineup. And for some reason, it burns him so bad. He's pretty much sworn to not put him in the, his lineup like this entire year. And I'm like, fine. Well, it's for, a diff it's for a different reason than just n hating you sure. that I'm saying. That. Yeah, no, sure. But uh, <laughs> what I mean is I feel like those are a couple guys in, in the midfield who are transfer. I'm sure getting transferred out that are really close in price or close enough in price yeah. that you could go straight to Walcott and his price is only going to keep going up. Here's my thing, though. Is this going to end soon for Walcott? Like, are you buying high and you're going to get burned by this in the next few weeks? I bought three or four weeks ago. Okay, fair enough, and you're benefiting. But it, those who are like people now are paying attention. I to don't Walcott. think. But listen, uh, whether it does, hasn't mattered what competition he's played in, he's played well all year. So you think it's going to keep going? I don't have a reason. I mean, listen, it, it it's been. I mean, obviously, eight games. In the Premier League or nine games, I can't remember. Eight. 
eight full games and then you know a couple Champions League games and EFL Cup games and I'm not sure he played in all of those but you could at least add on probably two or three more games so 11 to 12 games and it's you know I mean I'm not sure how much more of a sample size you know you want to especially for that price at that I mean you're not going to get that type of price yeah. or value yeah value many other places it now, is good value for top scoring Leroy Fur, how do we think and we need to move on. How, how do we think uh, Fur and Gilfie are going to benefit under Bradley? Because those two, in my opinion, are the only two guys worth looking at yeah. for Swansea at the moment. Gilfie, only 31 points on the year. His last five games, 8-2, 6-2, and 9. And then Fur, his last five games, 6-2, 2-7, and 2. If Gilfie's going to stay, if if Bradley liked what he saw with Gilfie in that false nine, you think he's going to stay there, probably right? He's going to be in a better position to to score points, fantasy points for you. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's you know he's still a midfielder, obviously, but he's going to be in a position where he's going to do what he did with this goal, yeah. And in, in this match, I mean, that was a great singular effort for him to put that goal in. It yeah, was excellent. That's it- that's a goal he's not going to score if unless he's in that position. It's true. So. I I like him there, and if and unless you can get a bad giveaway from, I, I was gonna say, yeah. Oh well, and we never even really covered that yet, but it's we'll, not worth we'll covering. get there. I got something to okay, say. Okay, all right. I like Gilfie better than Fur at this point, but yeah. both could, Fur's on the fringe. But I yeah. like Gilfie. Gilfie could be coming back into into significance. Look, you can. We could do this. This should be a breakdown. You can get right now. You could have a really amazing starting. You could have five really amazing midfielders that are less than six dollars. Wow. That and Fur is one of those guys. At five point three. Joe Allen, Etienne Capu. Yep. You got a bunch of guys right now that are all in the top, easily in the top twenty of midfielder scoring, and yeah. they're all under six. Six. Yeah. They're all under six. I don't know where you're going to spend the rest of your money. You could just have a big giant bank. You can have a big look at that big make bank a, that you got. A big big bed like Wenger does with all his money that he doesn't spend. He yeah, just you know, our, sleeps on it. The our, the uh, his his California King mattress that's just stuffed yeah, with money, stuffed with cash. You know, before the season started, when Granite we will Jaka, not spend it. A dollar. I don't know what his accent is. A bad accent. <laughs> no, that, that works. When Jaka was signed, and for a while he was their only signing for Arsenal, uh, you know, we talked about how he had a prevalence for yellow cards, but he was excited to play in England because yeah. those yellows maybe wouldn't get called in yeah. England because the game's a little bit more physical. Yeah, yeah this one didn't work out for him. Red cards stupid. sending Stupid. What a stupid foul. Uh, I, I thought Wenger's comments in the post-match were pretty, were pretty funny when he was asked about it. Shaka makes a tackle from behind, and he, he's literally like two steps behind the player. I forget who he is behind, and he kind of reached his foot out and literally just tripped the guy and not even making a play in the ball. And honestly, like Wenger said, Wenger was asked, and he kind of said with a smirk, you know, I thought it was dark yellow, but the referee saw it as bright red. And, you know, like in other words, he, he totally got it. Honestly, it probably wasn't a red. It wasn't like he was going in on goal. It was on the sideline. But it was a stupid foul That's regardless. Like, why give the the referee yeah. a, a a chance to even call that? So, anyways, that was just dumb. Jaka, his eighth red card since 2014. Yeah. Wow. They've wow. that's a little that's a little nerve wracking. You know, I kind of like the aggressiveness. And his red card set up a stat. It was he he put it right there, and but it didn't. It didn't quite finish the way everyone wished it would have. 
the last four Swansea matches at Emirates, they either won or got a draw on a goal scored at the 74th minute That's or later. Weird. Is that when the red card happened? It was close to. The, it was like at the 70th minute or something. So it was in the 70s. What a so weird, it was setting weird, it up for stuff. another for another Jeez. dramatic Swansea comeback draw or victory, and it just didn't quite happen. It was close. Bob Scott, if if Arsenal didn't have other players right now that if they that couldn't fill Jaka's role, that would bother me a little bit. But Conklin is. Was just going to come yeah, right back in the lineup, ready. and El Nani's pretty good too. I yeah. like, I like him there too. Um, so. Not that we need to dwell on Arsenal more, Dave, because I know how excited that makes you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, do do Olivier Giroud or Aaron Ramsey matter to you at nope. all? Neither right now. They can play in the EFL Cup games. I mean, why why change anything? Iwobi, we haven't even talked about just because he hasn't got much in the score sheet, but I think he's leading Arsenal with assists currently, and hmm. you know that matters it, in fantasy. It, it, it does, and and but it's just like you got no. It just doesn't matter, Brian. I mean, it, which is crazy. I, I think it will. Wenger I think said as, as Ramsey the, had a had a little setback, so we rested him. How many set? How many more? What? What's he? Know. What's his hamstring on? His, uh, his uh, hair. It's like the. It's like a frayed twine. Yeah. I guess someone in the Arsenal team had to take over the Wilshire role, and I think maybe Ramsey <laughs> has done that. <laughs> nice. So, anyways, he um, said. I'm just thinking for somebody who had such a good summer. It won't surprise me. Listen, that, that it's such a. It seemed like a good thing for Arsenal going into yeah. the season and to have a guy that that he can't. You know, that's the other thing Wenger said is you have to build up match fitness, and he's just not even close. It will be interesting to see how. Uh, I think at the end of November, Welbeck's going to be fit enough to start pr- training. Mm. It will be interesting to see because I could see him playing in the pressure role that Sanchez has sort of been playing. It'll be interesting to see if that develops. Yeah. Anyways, moving They get on. Middlesbrough at home this weekend, and that's good for them. That Arsenal's next two, Middlesbrough at Sunderland, then Spurs at oh United. Oh, my goodness. So. Get your Arsenal. Mm. Get three get Arsenal now. players. My yeah, goodness. if you had three Arsenal players playing this weekend, for sure. Yeah. Chelsea, three, Leicester, nil. The goal is coming from league-leading Diego Costa, Eden Hazard. And Victor Moses? What? <laughs> we'll get to Mo. Let's talk about Costa first. Mo- right. Moses, Moses is is amazing, and it'll be fun to talk about him. But Costa, everyone's favorite player to hate, Scott, does it again. Yep. He wastes no time scoring in the seventh minute. Sure did. Sure he's, did. As much as we hate it, he's good. He's good. And he's good when everyone hates him. It's like he. It's like it powers him. Yeah. Like the more people that hate him, and that should be a concern to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it should. He gets better as we hate. It's amazing. He, he's fueled by hate. He is. He's even his own coach. Like I don't know if now's a good time to discuss it. Maybe it is. You know, whatever. Screw There's it. There's no bad it time let's, for let's anything. Do it right now. So I'm gonna go in, get coffee while you do. In this. the end <laughs> of this game. This is this is awesome because you're watching it on TV. The cameras are picking it up perfectly. At the near the end of the game, as Chelsea is already up two nothing, Conte, the coach, is not happy with Costa's effort in pressing up against the Leicester defense, and so he is kind of verbally getting on him 
kind of in front of everyone. And Costa takes offense to this and pretty much motions to the sideline and says, if you want to take, if you don't like what I'm doing, then take me out. Like he pretty much said, just take me out then. And so this turned into, I guess, more problems off the pitch and Chelsea management had to come down, maybe Abramovich himself, and maybe that's code word for management, and say, and say, hey, Costa, you, you don't do this. Like, he's the coach. You don't do this. So I, I love – a guy who's so sharply dressed. You never treat somebody sure. like that. No, no. But if you, watch, if you watch Conte on the sidelines and then Costa, I mean, it, it feels like two completely flammable forces just are on a crash course, Brian, and something's going to explode. Yeah. Hopefully it's um, Diego Costa's uh, – a right ACL. Sure. <laughs> we could only hope, right? I'm not hey, wishing Eden injury burning like I pain. I am sure. wishing injury, just not pain. Sure. Okay. Right. Hey, Eden sure. Hazard getting back on the score sheet, yep. looking a little bit better. Yep. Go ahead, then, chase the goals, everybody. Go chase a goal. And then, uh, listen, Victor Moses. Is this who, his emergence? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I know he's finally getting play. I think he's been a Chelsea player for four years and has gotten loaned out like three or four times. And this is his first time, I think, that he's actually had a stint with the club longer than just a couple months. He's making the most of it. He's he's starting over a lot of other good players. There were a couple of guys who were out because of family uh, issues, William's mother dying and Oscar having a, a family illness that he attended uh, to so it gave victor moses his chance and i mean credit to him you, yeah you, you get certain chances you take advantage of them when you can and that's what he did he was arguably one of chelsea's best players on the pitch he was fantastic yeah he really really was he was in the middle of everything now for the lester side you mentioned to us that you don't see any relevance for lester players and nope. I, I defensively offensively i think there is not one lester player that has relevance. In fact, um, uh, in the midfield, there's no Leicester player in the top 20 at the position. Vardy is the 10th best forward, tied with Negredo at number 10, at the, you know, in the 10th spot. Um, Morgan is the 18th highest defender. Why am I playing? Yeah, no. Any of their players. They're and you couldn't even really the count on Schmeichel. They are two points away from the relegation zone. Yeah. Well, you guys gave. You know, I've been taking a lot of heat, and rightfully so, for my Zlatan prediction. It has not gone well for me early on in the season. But we spent a lot of time talking about how Vardy tends to have down years after good years, and I think that's what we. I mean, you, you can only say that that's what we've been seeing to this point. He is yeah. not at the top of his game this year. No, and that could have been predicted. Some of us did, and uh, and and what you're getting now is. Is the result. You know what I also noticed this past weekend, Brian, what? was that Arsenal's two best signings that didn't happen this summer, <laughs> Vardy and Mares. Yeah, maybe so. That's true. I mean, they have just looked so bad. We do need to go back to Chelsea's uh, Chelsea's uh, youth movement, though, because uh, there was one player that, uh, well, Brian Jay no, decided I, he was going to teach us a little bit about this guy. Pass of the weekend. For me. Yes. Mm. It was it was filthy. It was, yes, it was. It was completely filthy. And it's not his first highlight. <laughs> no. We're right. gonna put this on social media, Brian. Yeah, sure. Uh, We're gonna this is just it. abbreviated. I mean, this is not a full thing, but definitely the only thing you can play as music for this, because we're gonna have music, right? Oh yeah, sure. I'm gonna find something here, right? Yeah, it's Brian. mellow yellow, so just go find it. You can put that back on there. For right now, for this? Oh yeah, do okay, it. Okay, sure. 
Uh, I love that you said abbreviated for our pronunciation. Well, it's abbreviated. It's an. It's not a full how to say. It's be, just because he's he's English, but he was born in Sierra Leone, so he oh. gets Nathaniel, the, the the first name Nathaniel. That's there's no just no, no debate Sierra, about that. There's no Sierra who's gonna, Leone. Who's going to question that? Yeah, sure. But if you go watch, go look at videos where there's where there's announcer audio over top of it and not somebody's like mixtape that they're putting over top of it, <laughs> which I think is the most hilarious uh, soccer thing in the world is the number of YouTube videos of player highlights with like mixtapes with club techno dubstep oh, yeah with something over top of it, it yeah. great. or a cold play yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that's probably not or like beautiful day by YouTube yeah sure yeah. Uh, all the English announcers either call him Chaloba or Chaloba, and that's just not right. It just isn't. It can't possibly be. Mm-mm. Not for somebody that is African. Sure. I, it's it's Chaloba. It's it's a it's a it's a cut. It's How a do you, cut at the you spell it? Spell it real quick. It's C H A L O B A H. Chaloba. Chaloba. Yeah, and you're gonna yes, and it's definitely not Chaloba. <laughs> that that is just what somebody looks at a word and just says, uh, "What the is Chaloba going on uh, put that on there. with the pronunciation guide for these TV stations?" I like, don't what, know. What's going on? Do what you want, and and you have the authority, Dave. So who's going to question you? Don't get me started, Brian. You know what happens when 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 I start getting on Look, the Twitter and pronunciation. He played for Watford. You want to see an absolute lightning bolt of a shot? Go find his shot against Leicester from a, a couple years ago when he played for not it was against Leicester he played for Watford. Yeah. It is ridiculous. I think he's I don't a know Chelsea how, player he was loaned out. Yes. I don't know how it didn't they break it, it, it I don't know how it didn't go through the back. Amazing. What well, to your point Scott? Yeah. 53 players loaned out. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. To start Calaba. the season. What is it? Yeah. Calaba. What Daniel Kalaba. And he he has played what a total of like twenty minutes yeah. for the season. His one two with Victor Moses and, and you need if you didn't see in the highlights is fantastic. He gives this back heel pass to Moses that's perfectly perfect. weighted into the perfect. box. It was amazing. Best pass of the weekend. West Brom, West Bromed Spurs one one result. The goal from West Brom, Nasser Chadley. And Ali yeah. gets the goal for Spurs. He's one of those other guys. Is Chadley legit? Or is it just time for us to say, it, yeah, it's West Brom, but he's legit? Well, that's fine. His points, Dave, I know you're going to say these. Uh, yeah. They look fake. Okay. Yeah, you're that right. looks fake. It does look fake. First of all, Brian, to your point, he's 44 points yeah. on the season, right? Currently, that ranks 10th. He's only played five games. Yeah. Those five games, he's scored two, excuse me, two 21, 1, 10, and 10. Wow. He's gotten the bonus points in three of the five Premier League, the bonus points system. He's gotten bonus points in the three of the five matches that he's played for West Brom. This goal was stolen a little bit. It was a it was a scrum in the box, and, and I honestly thought it was going to go in about three times prior to when it finally did yeah, sure. off of Chadley's foot. But that's those are the guys that you can benefit from. I mean, I, I listen, I was able to pick him up in the draft league. I'm happy with that. Nice. He, he helped me out this weekend. His value, Brian, and this is someone who isn't under six yeah. billion dollars. He's right above it. 
$6.5 billion. Right. And you, if you wanted to do it, even if you wanted to say the cutoff at six and a half or under seven, guys that are under seven, and then do a second tier at seven to nine, and then the nine plus guys. Right, right. You don't even have to spend, you don't have to go much over seven to get a really good midfield. And that's, this is exactly why. Yeah, no, absolutely. If you had started him from the beginning of the season and Holy just left him in there, you would be doing fine. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. Um, about Scott's it. favorite head case. Yeah, his no, third, third goal in the last five. I was gonna, I was gonna mention that. His last yeah. five. Eight, six, two, eight, and ten for Deli Ali. He's on a roll. Uh, only six point two percent owned going yeah. into the match, and he's even after this, he's still at only six and a half percent. I think he's one of those guys. His role's not changing, uh, and he actually talked about that. They talked about the t- tactically for Spurs, yeah, how it's benefited him. I think the formation they said he they they went to was a four one four one. Which put him and Erickson basically right behind. Well, oh, right behind both as uh, uh, in the ten. Oh yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So Janssen started, and but he he's talked about how much better it's been for him him personally that he but he needs to be more clinical in his finishing. But he's been great. Yeah, Zone did not start, unfortunately, probably due to the international break. Yeah, he did come off the bench. Uh, Toby Alderweireld went off on a stretcher. Uh, looked serious, uh, which would impact several mm-hmm. fantasy lineups. Uh, but, so, but Pochettino saying maybe it's not that serious. He might be back in uh, a couple of weeks. With Alderweireld going out, last yeah. year uh, Vertonghen went out for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Kevin Vimmer, Vimmer replaced him. But like obviously in this game when he went out, mm-hmm. Eric Dyer took his place. Right? Yeah. How much it, do you believe in the Dyer wolf? Well, I don't know in that position. Maybe I mean he he played uh, right back for uh, Tottenham the last couple years. Isn't and then he, he classed he had, as a midfielder though in, he in is. Premier League? Yeah. Because last then, year he was one of the guys so, that they talked about going into it is going to could only suffer in points compared to last wow. year. Two years yeah. ago he was a defensive player, and then last year he was a midfielder. So, but they haven't reclassed him, is what I'm saying. That's correct. And he's gonna see so you lose all those cle- it, it, even in a clean sheet, you still yep. lose points for. Him. That's correct. That's correct. Um, the stats on the match were weirdly comparative to the Everton the City, City game, yep. game and yep. it and it was even worse, almost for, identical for Spurs. It could have been really bad if not for uh, Ali Della. He doesn't like Ali. He doesn't like Ali, does he? No, no he's going. It's his Della. jersey, Della. Uh, if not for his miracle. A son is the guy that I feel like is the one that needs to be talked what? about because he was transferred in over 300,000 times going into the match and only played 19 minutes. And it's that international break again. International break Why do and, you think, and though, the Leverkusen match. You had mentioned this. Why do you think that he is on a downtrend? It's not that he's on a downtrend. It's that the rotation, even the Premier League is, is saying between – what what the rotation is going to look like with him? Uh, just their run of matches coming up, considering who it is and the prospect of uh, Alderweireld being out, yeah. that they that it just seems like it's you know, the potential is going to be rougher. Uh, hmm. Tottenham for, for Spurs uh, that this week. Um, this week they're at Burnmouth. This week they is, got, it's not bad. And Lester, after that, Leicester at Arsenal. At Arsenal Home to West Ham, then at Chelsea, you know, who knows what 
what the hammers are are doing if they're on kind of right. an upswing right now. But those are not. It's not the easiest run. And don't lose sight of the fact that you know they just finished. They were recording this on Wednesday morning. They just finished a tough uh, Champions League match against Bayer Leverkusen. They've got a tough EFL Cup match at Liverpool mm-hmm. next midweek. Uh, and so, I mean, all those matches are starting to pile up, and and it's and that was what the other thought was that that Pochettino is is saving Son for the for those big matches, and he's the one that could possibly see a little bit of the rotation for the rotation out. Plus, Harry Kane's training again. I know it's a month away uh, for him coming back, but still, you just wonder like, what's it going to look like for him? Yeah, in a month. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Bournemouth 6, Hall 1. So Up here, the cherries! Here's the names of the goal scorers. Charlie Daniels, Steve Cook, Junior Stanislaus with 2, one of them being a PK. Yep. At the double. Callum Wilson, and then Dan Gosling. What do you even do with a 6-1 result? What do you do with Bournemouth? They spread the wealth when it comes to goal scoring. Callum Wilson has been has started to become very consistent in the last few weeks. But Stanislaus, what do we make of Junior Stanislaus? You mean you mean thirteenth ranked Junior Stanislaus? I think exactly. he scored in all I midfield scoring. I think he scored Stanislaus. I think he scored and assisted all six. I think he scored all the goals and assisted himself on all. Junior of them. Stanislaus, his last five games: three, two, eleven, four, and twenty-one. But and those are the only five he's played. He didn't play the first three matches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's ranked in the top. What, what did you say his ranking? Thirteenth. Thirteenth overall. I don't trust a player who has half of his more than I half know, his points in coming one in game. one week. I get it. I don't trust it. And if you take the eleven with it, well, yeah, that's thirty-two. Take, take the last three games. He's in form. 11, 4, and 21. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no denying. You can't deny that. I just, I don't believe it's going to continue. Not to this, certainly not to that degree. He's not scoring double-digit points like this. He's no Etienne Capu. He, and Capu is no Capu anymore. Well, no, Stanislas, you're right, he's no Capu. Capu is more of a defensive midfielder for the most part. Stanislas is a winger. The thing with Stanislas is... He started is, as a striker before. The thing sure. with Stanislas is... Uh, he scored a PK, yep. which he argued which, to take uh, with Callum Wilson. Oh, that was one of the things. Did he that, try to? Did, did he Sanchez it and make it? Yes, he did. Oh wow! Uh, and he assisted. His assists were free kicks. So he's he is he's taking free kicks. Yes, he mm. fought to take the penalty and made it. Those are legitimate. Those are legitimate uh-huh. arguments. So I mean, it's a guy. And his who, value is five point five. And he's saying himself. This is entirely based on the the fight to stay on the field. I want to stay on the pitch. I need I'm I need to do everything I can not to lose my place. Man, I don't know. All right, I you're don't selling know. me. You're selling me. I don't know well. what you want to do with him. That's but the guy has a role right this moment. And if you trust the cherries, I don't. Who, I don't trust. You don't trust Eddie Howe. Your argument is the next are manager really, of England. Yeah, you're, next you're, manager of Arsenal. Oh, the, right for England, uh, possibly well, he to, can't do both. By the way, <laughs> in your favor, Scott, he has three. His three goals are the he's matched his 2015 total. I don't trust him yet. I, I, I you get made it. great arguments, and yes, you can't say he's not in form when he scored 36 points in the last three weeks. But I don't trust him yet. I, I, I we're gonna. I still think we're gonna look back on this and say that was the flash in the pan moment. That's it. Okay, I'm not gonna fight you on that. You might be right. Uh, for listen for for Hull City Snodgrass, 
Um, he's ceased to. Well, he's right. on a he's on a cold streak. His last three games, his last five nine eight, which is great. But then his last three two two and one. Um, you know, again, one you could say he's due, or you could say no. he's he's on the downswing. Hall this Hall was, looks to be a little struggling yeah. a little bit more. They look to be kind of finding, like kind of, sh- you know, showing up to be what we thought they were. Yes, and yeah. I, I you know, like you said, Mike Mike. Is it feeling? Feeling. Uh, yeah. you know, first official matches first manager. First official matches manager. And I don't know. Not a you know. club record signing. Ryan Mason did put in their goal, but I don't think it matters. No. Crystal Palace nil. West Ham one. Ryan, your hammers yeah. get the win on the road. Finally, Lanzini with the goal out of relegation zone. All it takes is a couple a couple good weeks, and all of a sudden things are bright and sunny in in London again. West Brian, London. Give us thirty seconds on Aaron Cresswell's double Aaron yellow. Cresswell. <laughs> Aaron Cresswell is back and. And Aaron Cresswell gone again. <laughs> what a weekend for Aaron Cresswell. I was I, watching that guy. Could the, is there a more immediate bright impact that you've seen from it was one a guy? Game. It was a different team. Ugh. It was a com- completely. Who knew that a a fullback could make that big of a difference for a team? It absolutely changed the face of West Ham. Is what it seemed like. Aaron Cresswell. Was so good and got so hosed. He did. He got majorly hosed. Oh, I've never seen cards in ascending. Office. Mark Noble said, "If that basically, he said, if that's a foul, if that's worth a yellow, then I get ten yellow cards a match." <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, the locker room dad. He's the nice yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that's the LRD. So I, yeah, I felt, I felt bad for Cresswell, Brian. I know that, um, especially because they get Sunderland at home this weekend, and you just wish you that feel like he, that'd be an easy clean sheet. Yeah, well, I just feel like that's such an attacking game. To that's you, true too. You, you get you, there's a lot of potential that now he gets to miss out on. But speaking of attacking, the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week Award yeah. goes to Christian Benteke. That was the weakest, oh least attacking PK, PK I have seen. Now, that's one of those he cheeky did, attempts. He, he did his best. He didn't do the pitter-pat move, right? He did not. He, he, didn't, did, he didn't he do didn't the Zaza, Zaza pitter-pat. But he, but he did the slow kind of walk-up Zaza. He, you know, the same pace that Zaza kind of took, but just not the little pitter-pat. And then literally Zaza's did, Zaza did. Wow. That's one I mean, of those it, cheeky attempts where if it goes in, you just take a, you breathe a sigh of relief and you say it went in. But when it misses, it looks terrible. He just tried to tend, dink it into the upper right corner, and it missed, and it was not not good. And it wasn't good for fantasy owners either who had him because no. uh, he ended up with negative points and or those missed PK. and or those who possibly captained him. Yeah, brother Matt and Scott. <laughs> And me. It's you did too. How did I miss that? Yeah, amazing. Oh, what a brutal listen. Brutal week. If you captained Aguero, if you captained De Bruyne, if you captained Benteke. Where's Latan? Yeah, but Latan get negative points. Exactly. Exactly. Southampton three. Oh, can I say one thing about Antonio? Of course you can. Because Mikel Antonio is now three straight without a goal, and people are. People are the fire They're sale. The bailing, fire yeah. sale is on, and he's one of those guys that I don't. I he's feel like good. you. I feel like you have to stay with a guy yeah. like that, and he's not expensive. Right. So I mean, it's at seven, well, and now his price is going down a little bit. But I mean, I guess 
now's the time. He went up 0.2. Uh, overall, now he was up 0.3 from from he was seven to start, and now he went up to 7.3 at his peak. Now he's he's dropped a little bit because over a hundred thousand people transferred him out. So. I don't know if you need that. If if, if two tenths of a, a a trillion dollars is enough for you to really need it, well, then, then sell him and get, and get somebody that's that's lesser. Over the last three games, he hasn't been in form, and then you you look at guys who have been in form, like when we haven't got to him yet, Joe Allen, right? And or who's four point nine, which which is insane, silly, silly. I mean, that's that's whoa, whoa, silly. Yeah. Okay, so let's keep going. And or <laughs> you know, Chadley, who's okay. Yeah, that's him. enough. And or status. Okay, that'll that'll do. All guys in form. Yeah, I have I own Antonio, and I'm I'm yeah, trying to figure too. out this week what do I do with him? Do I ride him out? Do do I look at that and say he's due? Is he? How due can for you a sell him going to, at home against Sunderland? You don't. You don't. Not this week. Okay, so, so let's move on. Why are we still talking? You're about right. All right. Fair enough. Southampton <laughs> three, Burnley <laughs> one. Guys, Charlie Austin's for real. Yes, he is. Two goals. Nathan Redmond scores a third. Sam Vokes with the PK for Chuck Burnley. Austin. <laughs> Chuck Austin. I'm glad I uh, I called that one last year when he didn't do well. <laughs> I'll say it again. I've said it before. I had Charlie Austin picked when Shane Long played well last year, and this year I thought it'd be Shane Long. This you know, and now playing well, Austin. and now it's Charlie Austin. I can't get those Saints right. But I'll say the story out of this one is uh, hashtag Pray for Tom Heaton. Yowza. So let me get a couple of stats. Up I'm here. more upset that Tom Heaton is now not the top scoring goalkeeper, at least for one week, because well, he earns it. Yeah. Not that Stecklenburg didn't, but I'm just saying. Sure. Southampton led in shots 34 to 6. Tom Heaton. Hold on, hold on, saw- Scott. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you said 34 shots to 6, not like yes. on a season. That's the match. That's one match. Yep. Shots Scott, on target. how many of those were on target? Yep, 14 were on target to Burnley's one. And how many goals did Southampton score? Three. So that 14 minus three you is... You got it. 11 saves for Heaton. Heaton had 11 <laughs> saves. It's, it's amazing. He's got more this year than any other keeper. The Burnley bus looks like a... Like a, a a bus that was in a, a war zone. Yeah, some windows hey, have been taken I, out. I said it last week. The Burnley Park bus parking brake was going to be broken, and yeah. Southampton was going to run riot. I just I didn't think Burnley would get the. And by the way, soft penalty goal for those of people, those of us who own and or have Fraser Forrester or, or Virgil Van Dyke or Font or, yeah. or Bertrand or whatever. Play. Too bad that Bertrand didn't. Who cares about Bertrand? Um, <laughs> but bottom line is, a Southampton defender slash goalie, yeah. the Burnley goal was a cupcake of a penalty that was given. I and like it. Votes, I like it. Mike Dean's keeping the penalty area clean on those corners. Scott, that... Uh, it's exactly what we need. He it was, it was a play on the man. There was no play on the ball. I don't think it was as weak as what you're saying. All right, fair enough. But, but bottom line is, yeah. Tom Heaton... Yeah, he's on a team that's going to get relegated, but he continues. Yeah, I mean, pro- they probably are. No, Let's I, just be yeah, honest. No, I like Sean Dyche, and I like no. Tom Heaton, and I like a lot of the. I like how Burnley plays, but they just don't. They just don't have the players, man. They don't have the they Johns. Don't. They don't. Middlesbrough nil, Watford one. The goal scorer was Holabas, but the guy that I want to talk about is Isaac Success. We thought he might be in the lineup. He stayed in the lineup. The new Agallo. He looks good. 
Yeah. He looks str- he's hasn't, strong. Hasn't scored yet. No, but, but he will. He looks the he, part. He will. Right? He looks yep. the part. The eye test, he passes it. Yep. And and he puts himself in positions to to really be I mean, he he is giving fullbacks things to look to not look forward to in games. I mean, he's re- literally putting pressure on them the entire time. Alan Green, one of the BBC radio commentators, says, I haven't seen anyone worse than Middlesbrough this season. They That's, started off well in those first couple of matches. Yep. Looked good. Everyone, we, we highlighted how everyone jumped on the Negredo train, which was the wrong move to make. And um, they do not look good now. They've no, got they some don't. things to figure out. Middlesbrough is getting relegated. <laughs> Just in case anyone was wondering, they might get relegated against Arsenal. So they they might be relegated in the next four weeks at Arsenal, Burnmouth, at City, Chelsea. So you're, 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 you've got Burnley, Middlesbrough, and uh, Sunderland pegged there. Those are uh, yeah, three. no, Sunderland will figure out a way to stay up. You want Leicester down there, don't you? Yeah, it'd be great. Speaking of Sunderland. Speaking of Sunderland, Stoke 2, Sunderland nil. We've already discussed Joe Allen. He puts in both Stoke goals. You haven't talked enough about him yet. I think, I mean, come on. I Even know. Joe Allen said, I'm just going to enjoy this while it lasts. Joe Allen would be foolish to enough. jump on his, Listen, his train. Foolish or not, 4.9, not killing you. Last three games. It doesn't matter if he doesn't score points. Last three games. All right. 11, 8, 16. Yep. I'm going to repeat lot. that. 11, 8, yep. 16. That's a lot of points. Yep. Don't jump on now. The first time, eleventh ranked midfielder. Doesn't matter. First time in his career that he's scored in three consecutive. Exactly. I agree. They're probably going to stay there. Fair enough. I'm just saying it's very weird for everyone who plays me. Bye, Joe Allen. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, get him in there. Yeah, get him in your lineup. Hey, a weird stat. This is match week eight, Brian. Yeah. Marco Arnautovic with uh, an assist on one of Joe Allen's goals. Yeah, Marco's, speaking of guys that are due, holy cow. First assist for the club this That's season. That's amazing stat. It eight really is. Matches eight, it took the eighth match for someone yes. to have an assist. Unbelievable, right? What the crap, man. Um, Mark Hughes can't beat David Moyes. This is his fourth win in 17 matches as manager against David Moyes. Very interesting. Well, we're at the end. We uh, We had some stuff that I know we left out. We haven't gotten to all of it, but we'll spare it, bury the rest. There was actually something we were going to say. The news came out about Saito Barahino and his weight loss program that he's on for West Brom. I had a rant about that. I'm going to put it on the website this week instead. Oh, okay, good, sure. So we'll have that on the website. We need to talk about Barahippo. <laughs> Barrow oh, Rhino, as so you said. <laughs> what? I'm not he's just one. a regular-sized guy who's not as fit as other as other strikers in the Premier League. Barrett. I... I, I, I I feel a little bad for him. It'll all be on the website. I feel a little bad for him. I really do. I don't. Be a professional. Ah, interesting you say that. (laughs) FantasySoccerFC.com FantasySoccerFC.com at FantasySoccerFC on Twitter. Listen, for Scott, for Brian, this is David. Have a great week.